With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome to Dubs Talk, Warriors insider Monty Poole and Kareth Burke with you. We are recording this podcast right after the Nets game, which the Warriors lost at the end. So we'll dig into that. But Monty, I'm coming into this podcast with a little bit of exasperation. The Warriors are 23 and 24. So they're always hovering around this 500, maybe a game or two below, maybe a game or two above. But we're talking about the same things, the same problems, the same lack of momentum. Um, You know, I I look at the dubs right now and I see a team that can be anywhere from fifth in the West to 10th in the West um, come playoff time. That'll get them in the playoffs, but it might not be ideal for the dubs. And here we are talking about some of the same things. Notably, is this who the Warriors are this season? And the answer that we have firmly arrived at is yes. Yeah, I don't see, you know, we decided maybe two or three weeks ago that this team is not going to win 50 games. It'll be the first team that didn't win 50 games under Steve Kerr in a full season with, of Steph Curry since Steve Kerr has been here. Yeah. You know, the, the other seasons were either abbreviated or Steph was out. Um, but the other six seasons, 50 or more wins every single one of them. And so this one, um, they could be somewhere in the 40s, I think. <laughs> which will be the way the West is going. If you win 45, 46 games, that could get you a six or seven, a five or six seed. Um, I don't know if there's going to be more than one or two teams that win 50 in the West this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, so if you're the Warriors, you just want to get top six. Yeah. And you take your chances. And I believe if they get a top six seed, that they will be dangerous in the playoffs. I do believe that. However, <laughs> uh, Draymond likes to use this phrase, building good habits. They ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. They ain't doing that. They're yeah. not doing that. And in this game against the Nets where you have a 17-point lead and you got that lead because you took care of the basketball, you know, four turnovers in the first half. That's four. incredible. Four. Well, and all the more because you had 18 turnovers. I mean, I'm sorry, 18 assists. I, I knew you so 18 and four, that's a tremendous ratio, four and a half to one. Mm-hmm but you give it back because you do what you've done so many times in late game situations, which is resort not to the thing that got you there, your lead, but decide, no, I'm going to go play a different style of basketball. Let's go do some one-on-one stuff. Now mm-hmm. let's get into our bags. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lead disappeared yeah. and they lose. So 
They had 10 assists in the second half, 10, which for the Warriors is a very low number. I mean, they have it in a quarter. They can have it in a quarter. (laughs) Yes, yes, and they have, yes. Eight turnovers. So they had roughly half as many assists with twice as many turnovers. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's a formula for. Yeah. Formula for L. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they got. So I I think that's, and you've seen that happen. This is the seventh time this season that the Warriors have lost a game that they led by at least 10 points. Seven, seven times. And it's not because they lack killer instinct. I think they definitely want to kill the other team, but (laughs) they go haywire. They want to get rid of the other team. But mentally, they don't lock in on the things that got them, that made them, that got them the lead. Up 17 in the second quarter, up 12 at the half. And third quarter, they score 18 points. Ouch. Yeah, just just sputtering. Yeah. 72 points in the first half, 44 in the second. Yeah. And so we've seen it happen before where, you know, teams come back and get them in the second, in the second half, third quarter or fourth quarter. This, this one turned in the third quarter mm-hmm. uh, when the Warriors just didn't, they shot 30% or something like that. And so um, you just don't win games when you, when you shoot that poorly, you can't keep a lead. You know, the lead got smaller and smaller and smaller, and then it was poof, gone. Yeah. So you know, to, to hear guys talking after the game, I think they know what they did wrong. But you know what? They've known what they did wrong almost every time they've done it. <laughs> I've heard it before. Some exasperation yes. here. Yeah. Yes. Look, the team has 23 wins. There are 35 games left. So mm-hmm. the Nuggets are pulling away in the West. The Grizzlies are pulling away a little bit in the West. Both of those teams have more than 30 wins. We will get to the Grizzlies later on in the show. But when you talked about what the Warriors did at the end of the Nets game going to hero ball, something that Looney said post game stood out to me. He said, quote, we have a play. Uh, sorry, we have a habit of playing a good 42 minutes. Well, how many minutes are in a basketball game? <laughs> OK, it's 48. So I thought he put that pretty succinctly. And then, of course, Steph Curry was active, asked about the lack of execution down the stretch. Once again, here is his answer. I mean, it's high. We're talking about it. We're. Uh saying all the right things and uh in the locker room our, our prep for the games and all that it seems like we're locked in we understand that the moment is now to go on a run but keep hitting 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 the uh hitting these uh, speed bumps and not taking advantage of how our guys played in cleveland and in moments like that where you feel like all right this is our time to turn it up and you know we're right back in this position where you know you you uh you're struggling to find any type of uh, you know win, winning execution down the stretch or in you know over the course of just putting together 48 minutes so i said the urgency is high but we're saying all the right things we just got to go do it so monty you get the sense that the warriors know what to do they know what to say post game they've had to say it a lot it's just a question of doing it. It's, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, we've seen so many blueprints that this team can use to win games. So they know what they are. They haven't done it. And it's you can't just blame it on an individual, but you can blame it on poor habits, on not maintaining the good habits, I should say. You know, the first half, to play as well as they did in the first half in this game and many other games, 
there's a way they did that. And it's like they just decide to go off script after halftime. And that part's puzzling. You know, and there's been, a, I, I tried to ask Andre about this, you know, because I know Andre's a sage, you know, but he, he, Andre being Andre says, well, you don't want to know what I, no, I do want to know what you have to say, but I'm going to be honest. I said, I know that's why I'm coming to you. Yes. He said, well, but if, he said, I can't do it right now. <laughs> I can't do it right now. He said, if we keep doing this, okay. He said, right now, I don't want to rock the boat. I'm not, I'm just a guy watching. I'm just a guy watching the games. And so, um, but if, if, if what, what I'm saying is no different from what he's saying, we're seeing the same things. And Andre is a, he detests hero ball, mm. like a ball movement. Like a, that's the thing he hates the most, which is why I knew he would have some, a thought on that. You know, yeah. I mean, he had to be disgusted by what he saw in the second half. I'm sure Steve Kerr was too, because he hates that stuff. Yet that's what you're doing. I mean, and Steph mentioned, you know, hero ball, but you know, Steph can be guilty of that. But guess who he is, Stephen Curry. So, so you give him a little rope because of who he is, because he's not he not only plays hero ball, but he's been the hero many times over the years. Yeah. So you give him that latitude. But I mean, in this game, the person who sh- who took the most shots was the guy who missed the most shots. It was Clay. Yeah, four of 17. 17 yeah, he missed 13 yeah. of 17 shots. Oh, for seven and, from three. Yeah. They I mean, drew up a three for him at the end of the game, which I thought, oh my, if God, if he had made that shot, but it would have been his first made three of the game. I think it came within a minute left uh, yeah. until the final, final buzzer sounded. He did not have it going. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has not had it going since he's gotten back from an injury. Because he's coming back from an injury, he deserves some patience. He deserves a little license to get his feet back under him. But it does stand out that, again, this was not an efficient Andrew Wiggins game. Um, He did have his time defending Kyrie Irving. Okay, that is a very tough assignment. Um, But Wiggins was 2 of 9, 0 for 3. The Warriors really need him to start looking like himself again. Yeah, I mean, in a game like this, Look at it this way. Wiggins and Clay shot a combined six of 26. Oh, no. If one of those guys makes one more shot, if each one makes one more shot, the Warriors probably win the game. If they each make two more shots, the Warriors definitely win the game. That's eight to 12 points right there. You know, and so you lose by four. So mm-hmm. it, it's the margin is that close. But in a game like this where every shot counts, every possession matters, that's the difference. And so I, I think with Wiggins, yeah, he'll be he'll get back to where he was. I believe. I don't you don't just lose it because you're out for a month. But if you're out for a month or five weeks almost, you don't come back the same. You need that time. And he's had a little. He's had about five. I think he's had five games now. So he needs. He's had six games. So he needs a little more time. But I think that when I say a little more time, I mean like a game or two. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the Warriors have two more games on this homestand. They got Wednesday against the Grizzlies, you know, and so if if he doesn't find it by, at that point, then you go into the weekend. You know, when you see Toronto on Friday, I would think that one of these, with, with these next two games, by the time the Warriors go on the road again next week, Wiggins should have his act together, his yeah. offensive, his his efficiency act together. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't need him to score 40 points, but I think what he needs to do, and he did some of that in this game against the Nets where, he needs to attack the basket a little more. And I think that's what that's what's going to get him going. I mean, Wiggins has become more of a three-point shooter because he's better at it than he used to be. But I was looking at some numbers from free throw attempts. And when he was in Minnesota, 
Wiggins was often in the top 20 in the league for free throw attempts in the game, which tells me he was willing to go into the paint and, you know, and drive the ball and get to the line. He was shooting 75, 80%. Now that he shoots less, he shoots fewer free throws because he doesn't attack as much and he doesn't shoot them as well as he used to. So I think for Wiggins, he has to figure out how to get back to his efficiency. And I think it begins with him attacking the basket and getting to the line, just get some rhythm, see the ball go through. And then I think he can go back to his three ball because his three ball was really great. It was beautiful for the first, you know, six weeks of the season. Yeah. And he can get back to that. It was crazy. Shooting career highs and percentages yeah. in both the fields yeah. and from three. I mean, that yeah. could also be a product of playing alongside Steph Curry, playing alongside yes. Clay Thompson, not having to be the guy, the first, you know, a uh, point of attack on offense here with this team. Um, we got to see how the Warriors respond. And if you want to watch these games on NBC Sports Bay Area, you can also stream them live on the My Teams app for mobile or tablet. Stream the Warriors on the go, brought to you by your NorCal Honda dealers. All right, the Warriors have been playing small. Steve Kerr said he wanted a spark. He said we need to do something to see if we can get to 500 or above. He started this small lineup with Jordan Poole in there and putting Kevon Looney coming off the bench. Kudos to Kevon Looney for doing that, by the way. Always a great teammate. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Warriors playing small against uh, the Celtics, playing small against the Nets. They lost both of those games, but I don't think that's the measurement here of how long the Warriors are going to try small ball. How, how long do you think they'll, they'll carry this forward as they search for something to get them going this season? Well, I, I think they'll do it again on, on Wednesday against the, the, uh, the Grizzlies, who are a giant team, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, it worked at times against the Grizzlies in the playoffs last year. And it's kind of when it started you know it's like oh my god what new let's give him a new nickname well you know that's right <laughs> yeah and no, no nickname stuck which is a good thing because that lineup didn't play great all the time and certainly this season early this season it wasn't always good so um the worst best lineup this season has been the five including looney mm-hmm. you know that's the best five man lineup so far but the i the concept here is that by putting in jordan you then space the floor you now have four shooters the Warriors have been unique in that they only have three shooters on the floor at the time with their starting lineup. Draymond and Loon just don't, they aren't much of a shooting threat. Not that they can't make shots, but you don't look for them to. You don't guard them at the three-point line. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like they're gonna beat you on the in the block on the post, in the post. So with Jordan out there, defenses have to give him a little more room for everybody else. And I think that's what Steve was thinking, certainly against Boston. Um, and that's a game they could have won uh, that, you know, again, they gave that one back, uh, um, which I think that was a tough one to, get, you know, to say that they blew it. You know, and I, I don't look quite at that quite the same as I do with the, the Nets game. This That was a road game against a team that was always going to be there. I mean, the, they never had a big fat lead, you know, that said, oh, the Warriors got this. It was never. Yeah, they were ahead, but the Celtics were always there. So I think like you said that lineup is going to be around for a bit, I think, until it doesn't work. Um, but seeing Looney come off the bench, the, the whole bench was solid. Um, I mean, you look down the line, you see that Looney had 14 and 10 in 20 minutes. You see that Dante had 13 and eight assists in 27 minutes off the bench. And you saw, and you see that Kaminga had 20 points and three rebounds in 20, 25 minutes. And all three of them, were efficient. So 
the bench really kind of kept the Warriors in the game for the most part. Like I said, JK was really balling out there. Yeah. Um, but 50 bench points, which the Warriors really need, considering it was a rough night for Clay and Wiggins. Um, that production was extremely important. And I believe you were going there. Jonathan Kaminga, had the Warriors won the game against the Nets, you feel like Kaminga would have been one of the headline guys. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. When you watch, there were times when he was the Warriors offense. I mean, if you're going to go one-on-one and Kaminga. <laughs> against Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If Kaminga has a mismatch, he can usually win that battle one-on-one. And so teams are going to have to start respecting his one-on-one moves a little bit more. Although, again, this is not what the Warriors want, but occasionally it's what they need. I mean, one of the things that Steve Kerr said about Kevin Durant is that he can get us a bucket in a variety of ways, including, you know, he can go off the dribble and he can get fouled, get to the free throw line. J.K. can get to the free throw line too. He doesn't shoot him like, like KD does, but – you know, tonight he didn't get to the line, but you saw him attack the rim. And when J.K. attacks the rim, if he doesn't, you know, if he keeps his discipline, good things can happen. It's when he loses discipline and, you know, that he dribbles into a, tr- a crowd and turnover or that he throws up a, a, a YOLO shot, you know, then you don't want that, you know. And so, but if he's disciplined and gets up a decent look, you know, you can get that sucker to drop. Nine or 15 tonight. A lot of that was in the paint, you know, so he um, he didn't make any threes. So that's nine shots inside the arc, which is where you want him, mm-hmm. but it doesn't space the floor. Mm-hmm. But if he's out there, I don't think you worry so much about that with him because you've got Steph out there. You should have play out there. Wiggins, I mean, you have other guys that can do that. So I just think that JK tonight showed why uh, he, he should no longer be on that shuttle between in the rotation, other rotation miss a game or two because, but now he's back. I I think he is at the point now where he needs to be a fixture in the rotation. Um, I'm not saying he needs to play 25 minutes every night, but you put him out there and see what he gives you. And as long as he's playing well, you ride him because when he's playing well, he gets tonight, he gives you something nobody else can give you. He's the one guy who can go in there and attack the glass with a ferocity beyond anybody else. I mean, Wiggins can do it, but not like JK can. And Hmm. so, I think Kaminga tonight, yeah, he he made he got some points, Bronny points uh, for himself by just playing well in a game the Warriors could have won. And if they had won, he would have been a big reason why. Yeah, I, I'm thrilled that the Warriors have Jonathan Kaminga and J. Michael Green back. I mean, one of the big storylines this week has been finally having some reserves, finally having two guys who could also play center because Steve Kerr was concerned about how many minutes that Kavon Looney and Draymond Green are playing at the five. I mean, it's not really Kaminga's natural spot, but he can play there in a pinch. Right. So now you're talking about four guys who could potentially play at the center position. When I look at it, though, Monty, because it's not ideal for J.K., And I know J. Mike had a really great game against the Cavaliers, Mm -hmm. but he was a DMP against the Nets. I mean, it just didn't kind of fit. You know, the Warriors wanted to play small, and this was a really fast game. I still look at the center position, and I'm not certain the Warriors have everything they need. And we're not even mentioning John, uh, uh, we're not even mentioning James Wiseman here. Who's missed 11 games now. And actually, I wonder because he's missed so much time, would he need another G League stint? to get fresh again. So I, I, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I look at the center position and I think this is where the Warriors need some help or maybe a little bit more of an insurance policy than what they think they have. 
What do you think about this? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, Looney is great for what he gives you, but you don't want to rely on Looney for, to play big minutes. He's at his best when he's playing 20, 22 to 27 minutes, maybe. Mm -hmm. He's at his best. Um, that means you got to you got to fill half a game. Somebody else can give you. Draymond can do some of that. Yeah. But you don't want Draymond out there more than about 12 minutes at center, ideally. Um, and that still leaves some time for somebody else. And whether it's Jermichael Green for now or whether it's Kaminga or whether it's somebody else, you know, if, if it's Wiseman at some point, fine. But um, I know Wiseman's name gets tossed around a lot in trade conversation. Uh, everything that I'm getting from the Warriors is that they, were, they are reluctant to trade him, which doesn't mean they will not. There's not like a hard no. What it means is that the deal has to be right and one they believe in for them to move James Wiseman. They still want to give him a chance to be their guy in the future, but they do believe they, they already, they already know that his development doesn't fit the timeline with Steph play Draymond. They already understand that. Okay. So, but they don't want to get rid of him now. And then five years later have to play him and he becomes, you know, a beast. And you don't have Steph play uh, Draymond, <laughs> you know, so. Five years though, you're, you're going to take a five-year bet on James Wiseman? Because you're right. When you said the timeline isn't matching up, I agree with that perfectly. James Wiseman, James Wiseman's development is not happening at the rate at which the, that meets the Warriors' needs. It, yeah. it, they're just, it, it's not running parallel anymore. James Wiseman no. is really behind. So, but they, they you feel like. They're still, they're still reluctant to trade him. They still want to see if they can they can tap into his potential. Well, they know that Steph Clay Draymond is not going to be around much longer. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's one year, whether this is the last year if Draymond leaves, or whether it's two years or three years, and they don't want to be stuck without somebody that can they can ride a little bit. And you got Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody. Those are the three lottery picks. Yeah. You got to think that you know you want to have at least two of those guys that you can believe in can be a big part of your team going forward. And Wiseman's the obvious guy because he is like nobody else on the roster. He's 7-1. He runs the floor like a gazelle. Mm -hmm. um, he's a good offensive player, which is not what the Warriors have used traditionally with their with this roster because it's a, a roster designed around Steph for the most part. Kaminga's, I mean, not Kaminga, but Wiseman's a misfit in terms of a guy who plays with Steph. He doesn't, you know, he's still learning how to screen. <laughs> you know, he's still learning the little nuances of the game that are so important to unlocking Steph Curry. And so, but if Steph's not here in, in four years, four or five years, you know, if he is here, he's going to be 38, 39 years old. And so if he's not here, you don't want to look around and say, we had Steph play Draymond and now we, and we traded Wiseman because we wanted to go for one more year. I mean, it's, there's a lot to think about here. You know, you want to maximize Steph play Draymond, but at the same time, you don't want to mortgage your, your future for it. And that's why a trading Wiseman would be something that they would really swallow hard before they do. Um, he's the one guy, he's probably the hardest of the three lottery picks to replace. And if you, and you, if you want a guy who can score, Steve Kerr has said, he's told me, he said, James could get us 20 points on any given night. Sure. We know that. We know that. That's just not what we need him to do on this team. Well, at some point, if you have no Steph play Draymond, there may be a point when you need James Wiseman to get you 20 points a night. And so that's, they got to look three, four years from now when James is 25, maybe he's doing that. Is he doing it for the Warriors? Yeah. Or is he doing it for the team they traded him to? Yeah. And what happened to the guy that they traded, that they acquired if they, when they trade Wiseman, is that guy doing it anymore? You know, so there's a lot of moving parts here and that's why they're reluctant to do it. Again, that doesn't mean they won't do it. 
but they, it, it's not something that's high on the list that, you know, we got to move James. We got to move James. No, it, it's very possible that they will move him, but it has to be a deal that they really believe in, really believe in. It will get them over the top. I don't see them trading James Wiseman for a guy for another backup center because the other backup center can be, you know, can be a 15 minutes a night guy. I, I don't know if that, I don't think that alone is enough. It's interesting to me. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel myself wanting to capture this moment in time with Steph and Clay and Draymond. And when we hear the Warriors say how difficult it is to reach the finals, let alone win a championship, when you know how difficult it is to win a championship and you have three of the best players to ever play the game in their final season together, perhaps, or find one of the final Maybe. seasons. Maybe, yeah. If you don't push all in to honor what they've done for this franchise, to honor how mm -hmm. good they are together, if you don't make that move to win now because this might be the last time, I feel like that would be malpractice. Not to, not to seize this moment and to make whatever trades you need to make to give them the best shot to win. That's that's what I'm landing on right now. Yeah, I mean, I hear I hear what you're saying, but it, it, the Warriors were lucky, not lucky, but they, some things have happened in the last few years that were unanticipated. One, they had a terrible season, which gave them a lottery pick. Okay. Okay. That was Wiseman. I mean, they didn't anticipate that kind of season, 15 and 50. Who saw that coming? So they got a lottery pick. If you're good teams, just rarely get a lottery pick. They got one. Okay. The following season, because of a trade, they got another one because they missed the playoffs and they also made a trade with Minnesota. And, and, and so they got, they bring in Kaminga and they bring in Moody with their own. So now you got three lottery picks. Now, when you get three lottery picks in two years, generally speaking, you're looking at at least two of those guys as cornerstones for your future. Oh yeah. If you get, if you get three lottery picks and none of them are, your, are, are gonna pan out for you, you've blown it, you've blown it. And so, if those three guys are playing for somebody else five years from now and going to all-star games for another team and the Warriors are like, well, we had Steph Clay and Draymond and we almost got back one, got that fifth ring, but we just missed it. It's a, it's a, it's a tough call because you don't want to waste those, the vets, but at the same time, you, do you really want to be looking at a team that, lost that had three lottery picks and none of them are making an impact for you. And now you're going to the lottery on a more regular basis because you're not Steph is 40 Draymond is 39 play is 39 and they're gone. And now you're looking at, well, you're, you're hoping that Patrick Baldwin jr. Is an all-star, you know, which he may become, we don't know that, sure. but it's, it's really, they're in a, in, a, in that place right, right now. They got to figure out how much, do they, how much of the future they want to mortgage mortgage. Yeah. And I think they're willing to mortgage some of it, but not all of it. And I just think Wiseman will be the guy that's hardest to part with because he's so unique. Um, and again, he might, if you don't have Steph, your offense is going to change. You got Jordan Poole here. You got Wiggins here. If you got Jordan Poole as your point guard, you're probably going to need somebody, a rim protector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're probably need that. No, uh, no I, I get that. I remember how important they, 
Would you call a number two pick for an entire summer franchise changing? Okay, you are locked into that perception that this kid is going to be your star of the future. Mm -hmm. And maybe he is. We just haven't seen it yet right. because of the injuries, because of everything he's dealt with. James Wiseman has only played 19 games this season. I feel like he might have another G League stint in his future or something to get him up to speed either before the All-Star break or after the All-Star break because they really really need him but his timeline has been set back for a lot of reasons so i understand why it would be very hard to say goodbye to him yeah after the warriors no matter what they do it's gonna be difficult yeah after the warriors had this whole development staff revamping stuff with their coaches bringing in nikola Jokic's old coach with with decky i mean they have invested everything they can specifically in wiseman so i do understand how hard it would be to part with him i just think it's also extremely hard to win a championship. You've got three guys who have played their entire careers here. They've given you four championships in eight seasons. They will go down as one of the best trios to ever play this game. I think you, I feel myself wanting to honor them more than I want to think about the future. And you know what's funny about this, Monty? In my personal life, I'm an extremely conservative person. I have backup plans for my backup plans. I always <laughs> believe in insurance policies. Yeah. But in sports, I sense myself going now, no, do it, do it. You have to, you have to for what they mean to this organization and a fan base that I think, I hope would understand why you push in for it's for these three players to see if you can get them a championship one more time, because I think that window is closing. Well, yeah. And, and here's what complicates things. Here's what else complicates things. Not just the fact that you had lottery picks for the future. What complicated this thing, maybe more than anything else, is that the Warriors won a championship last season. And honestly, they did not know they could. This is not like the, you know, Steph play Draymond KD teams. You know, this is yeah. not that they did not see themselves being the guy, the team, yeah. you know. And so when you win a championship, people got to go, okay. Can we do it again with, you know, can we get one more out of these guys? Yeah. And so that. Last year, they were thinking that, can we get one more from these guys? And they got it. Now they're thinking, can we get two more out of these guys? And sure. Like last year. So there's a, just a lot of parts going in because, yeah, they did not see that championship coming last year. They did not see it. And they, to get it sort of changes the mentality a little bit and, and forces you to, to rethink, okay, are we, do we want to go for one more? And I think what would crush them is if they were to trade with valuable, trade away valuable parts and get to the get to the postseason, and get you know two rounds and and out, you know. That's the it, risk you it, have to take. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but you gotta you have to measure you have to weigh the, the short term game short term game along with the long term game, For and sure. and find a balance there. And that's why, again, I, I'm not gonna say they won't trade James, but I will say that they don't. He's not a guy they're looking to trade. Yeah. Um, but if the right deal comes along, yeah, they could trade him. Hell, the only guy that's untradeable on this team is Steph. I mean, I say untradeable in terms of, I don't mean in terms of NBA, you know, uh, rule book. I mean, in terms of. No, you mean untouchable. Yeah, he's the one guy that they would be unwilling to part with under any circumstance. Right. They ain't trading Steph for anybody. No. Yeah. You don't trade Steph Curry just because. They wouldn't trade Steph for Giannis. He's done too much. He's meant too much. Yeah. And so, yes, Giannis has a longer career in front of him, 
but the Warriors wouldn't trade Steph for Giannis because no, you don't you don't do that. The Celtics <laughs> wouldn't trade Bird. The the Lakers wouldn't trade Magic. The Lakers wouldn't trade Kobe. You don't trade the guy. I feel like the Bay trade. Area would burn to the ground. Yeah, no, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> but everybody else, I mean, you can't trade the new contract guys. You know, uh, meaning the extension guys. You know, Jordan and Wiggs. They're not going anywhere. So, but but again, Steph is the one guy that's yeah untouchable. So. Um, it, it's it's decision time for the Warriors. They have twenty, no, less than twenty days now. Huh? The February 9th is the is trade deadline, so you got nine. Today is going to twenty three. You got seventeen days. Yeah. So, and I, I I firmly believe there will be movement. I know there already is. There already are negotiations. There already is talk. Okay. But talk when the NBA tends not to really get very far until that last few days before the trade deadline. All right. So it's not going to happen before then. Yeah. It's usually the day before and the day. Yeah. Okay. If things you know, are, things are trade s- here in the next couple of weeks, you know, before say February the third, and then you'll start to see other stuff happen. Okay. I don't know that the Warriors will be the first team to make a move, but if they keep losing games, they might. Yeah, the urgency starts to dial up. Celebrate the year of the rabbit at Grayton Resort and Casino with the Lucky Golden Rabbit giveaway on Friday, January 27th. One $8,000 cash winner every hour, guaranteed. Plus, sign up for the all-new Grayton Rewards program and get $25 in free slot play. Experience the best benefits in the Bay. Learn more at GraytonResortCasino.com. Complete rules available at the Reward Center is uncertain. It's okay to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. CalHOPE can help. Access CalHOPE's free and secure mental health resources. Call 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org. All right. Uh, we kind of, I sort of got us on a tangent there as far as what the Warriors should do in this, this Wiseman talk. But before we go, I want to make sure we touch on the Grizzlies because if the Warriors are going to continue to play small, they're about to run into... Jaron Jackson Jr. They're about to run into Steven Adams. Um, Adams, by the way, third in the league in rebounding. The last time I checked the stat with 11.5 rebounds. So we're talking about some really big, solid guys at center. What kind of mm-hmm. challenge? Oh, and, and John ja Morant, of course. Uh, I got to mention Ja, but he's not a center. But just the forcefulness of this Grizzlies yeah. team as an opponent. Again, they're second in the West. They've got 31 wins. What kind of challenge do the Grizzlies pose? Grizzlies are legit. I mean, they're, they're, they were young last year. Uh, they're more experienced now. They've been in, you know, in the playoffs, and they've made a couple of – they've won a playoff series and, you know, made a little bit of a run. So um, they're better. But if you're the Warriors, you may stay small because if you stay small, you can play Stephen Adams off the floor. He has nobody to guard. Mm-hmm. He has nobody to guard. And, he, and there were times last year when you saw him on the bench because Taylor Jenkins couldn't put him out there. There's nowhere from what are you going to do, you know? And so the small lineup is a sort of an antidote in some ways to what the Grizzlies offer because they're so big. Uh, The problem that the Warriors will have against the Grizzlies is, you know, just containing Ja. Because last year you had GP2 who did a decent job of that, you Mm -hmm. know, when he was available. And so going back to Christmas, the Christmas Day game, you know, the Warriors found a way to win that game because it meant a lot to them. 
they play with a lot of pride that day, a lot of edge, a lot of force uh, at both ends. They played smart basketball. They did all the things they don't always do this year. Yeah, I'm thinking of Clay Thompson standing over Dylan Brooks with his tongue out. It was that kind of game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that that's a game where the Warriors, the emotions are running, man. The blood is is boiling a little bit, you know, and the pulses are racing, you know. But but and that could happen again. I mean, it should, given the way they lost the game against the Nets. Now that the the Grizzlies coming in here, yeah, they should be wanting to kick somebody's tail. And Memphis coming along, what better team? Yeah. All right, Monty, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, We should say happy Lunar New Year before we go. It is the year of the rabbit. Always nice talking to you. Let's see what happens on Wednesday in that Grizzlies game. And we will talk to you soon on a new episode of Dubstock.